Bulletcast for life. Hey, hey, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is I, the Microphone Messiah, the current reigning defending Bulletcast champion after WrestleMania night one and two. I'm going to smash both Brandon and Brian and still be the undisputed heavyweight champion of the podcast world. I am joined by Brandon Tanguma, the Canadian Destroyer, BT. What's going on, brother? Philip, doing just fine. May or may not be a little hungover from yesterday, which, you know, maybe it's a good thing we didn't do the podcast right after the show, but doing fine. Revolution was great. Excited to talk about it. Absolutely. And also here to talk about AEW Revolution is Mr. Grinding All My Life. He's from the streets, even though he's yeah. a suburban husband. Mr. Brian Tronic. What's going on, man? I love that suburban husband. I am good, Philip. Um, and I just want to say that um, uh, I am the Bullet Cast Universal Heavyweight Champion. And um, All right, bro. I will still be the Bullet Cast Universal Heavyweight Champion after night one and two of wrestlemania oh really yes you've never seen you've never been here for these these back-to-back title defenses you've never been here for that i'm ready for it like like you can ask brandon you could win it night one and then lose it night two i was born a champion yeah all I'll right want, i want to talk what about that, that, that that's uh was that chris brown and chipmunk i remember yeah. <laughs> i'm the tough enough yeah uh, yeah with cameron what's your yeah. favorite match alicia fox versus money yeah <laughs> Okay. Okay. Hey, that's I love a, that song, by the that's way. That's a slept. It's a slept on song. This song was great. No, we are here to talk AEW Revolution. Uh, solid show. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go overall thoughts real quick. Me, it, it paced really well until like a certain point where I'm like, damn, we got. I'm thinking like, because we get to Britain, uh, Thunder Rose, and I'm like, oh my god, Brian and uh. Mock still got to go. And then after that, I'm like, oh, my God, the six-man tag hasn't happened yet. So, like, man, like, they they paced really well for, for uh, like, that first half. And then it just started dragging. What, what about you? What about you, Brandon? Well, overall, you know, I'm probably going to be very positive about this show. I did think the – I mean, AEW matches are always going to be very long because going into this, we knew 12 – 10 ma- or nine matches were going to be on the pay-per-view card proper. And I was wondering how they were going to pace it and what the match order would be. I mean, we can talk about it kind of one by one, but I, I did think, you know, kind of we knew the main event was going to be the main event, but I think kind of outside of that, it was up in the air what the uh, order would be. And, you know, they made some decisions that maybe I agree with. Maybe I don't, I still don't exactly know, but um, I mean, I, don't have anything in terms of, you know, negativity in terms of the pace. And I thought all the matches kind of played out well and they kind of did their job. Uh, Brian Tronick. I thought the, the show pacing was good. I agree with you, Philip, to a point. And then after a certain while, I mean, you would look and be like, OK, they've only been live for like a little over two and a half hours, but they've still got like three or four matches left. 
And I know that main event ain't going to be 25 minutes. So, you know, it just put it in, like, it just instantly made me think, like, yo, this is going to be a very, very long show, which normally I don't really have a problem with it, especially if it's good action. But I felt like the second part of it, the action wasn't really as good as the first one. They came out swinging hard. Uh, I mean, even straight from the buy-in, it was like good match after good match after good match after good match. And then it started to fall apart. Absolutely. Let's talk about the buy-in. Uh, Brandon. Yay! We get to talk about the pre-show. So yeah, this is this is where Brandon, you know, he uh, he leads us down the, the match card. Go ahead. Oh, well, thank you, Philip. So nice of you to let me do this. But the first match we had, we had legit Layla Hirsch take on Chris Statlander. Uh, singles match. And Chris Statlander loses. Uh, Layla Hirsch gets the win. This one goes by 950. Uh, we set up Layla Hirsch is like a number one contender now or something because she's going to have a match with Thunder Rosa How next we- week or something. They pl- they were plugging like 20 different things during the show. It was very confusing. I didn't I didn't see the buy-in. How did she win? Honestly, kind of forgot. Okay. I think she – no, she hit her with the uh, uh, turnbuckle connector thingy. Okay. And, that, and that's kind of what led down the path of uh, Statlander losing. But okay. uh, the match was okay. It was kind of sloppy at times. There were some good spots at times. So kind of kind of hit and miss and what you probably would expect from, from these two. I know I'm, 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 I'm happy for Layla Hirsch. I'm a, I'm a big fan of hers. You know, she, uh, she has that shoot wrestler intensity and man, and, uh, mentality. So, uh, obviously you're walking into a match like that. You would have obviously think Statlander would have won, but no, that, that didn't happen. So congrats to her. I Brian definitely watched this free show. Yeah, I did. Um, I thought the match was good at some parts. It was like, I didn't know if Layla was hurt. Because it seemed, I don't know, she sells really good because I really thought she was hurt at some parts. They had this one spot where they were on the apron and I, they were like fumbling to kind of see who was going to do what and what was going to happen. It just looked weird for the most part. It was good. Uh, I watched it back actually earlier this morning because I was like, ah, let me look at that back and let me see what happened. And it was all right. It was decent. It was decent. Then we had Hook make his debut outside of Rampage, first match outside of Rampage, a pay-per-view debut, pre-show debut, uh, taking on QT Marshall. The match goes about five minutes flat. Hook gets the win via uh, submission, pretty much what you'd expect. A lot of, you know, fluff with QT and some outside people. And Brandon, uh, Hook sells a little bit. You said his name wrong. QT Marshall. Thank thank you. Thank you. Sorry. QT Marshall tapped out to Hook, and Hook keeps on rolling. He, this is, oh god, he only wrestles on Rampage. That's the Hook Show. You know, I like that. I, I like that. Why not? Let me be different. I, I like that a lot. You know, that's, that's interesting to me. Uh, I didn't see this either, but congratulations, Hook. Cap- Hook. I thought um, Hook was a tad bit exposed in this match, in terms of. Uh, well, I'll say this: it just reminded me that um, he's still new. I won't say green because he's phenomenal. He's he's well advanced in what he should be, but he's still definitely new. The selling needs to get just a little bit better. And um, yeah, shout out to QT. How do you guys do it? Marshall. Yes, <laughs> Marshall. Marshall. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Ooh, I told you I could do it. All right. Maybe you are from these streets. Yeah. 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 Told you. Told you. 
<laughs> and the uh, the third, the final, the main event of the pre-show was the six-man tag with the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews taking on uh, Triangulo de la Muerte, Cone, Eric Redbeard. I don't know if he's officially a part of the group or not, but uh, Pac and Penta and Redbeard uh, end up taking the loss here. Redbeard eats the pin, loses. This match goes 17-20. Uh, this could have been a pay-per-view you know, main event quality match in terms of like, you know, a dynamite or something, but no, they put it here on the pre-show uh, action, 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 what you'd expect. Uh, Redbeard, who we know when he came out on debut on rampage, I was like, huh, that's kind of, kind of strange, but uh, he, you know, was over with the crowd. He did decent work. It seemed with him losing, this it was just kind of maybe a one-off thing, but he's not going to be in an everyday, you know, presence on dynamite or AEW, but um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match and it kind of gave a little jolt of energy going into the pay-per-view. They called him Eric Rowan. Excalibur did once at the end. And it was, that's a JR move. Head naming him like that. That's why you need to get me. I would never make that mistake. God, I did catch the, I caught like the last, uh, like seven minutes of this match. Holy cow. This is crazy, man. This, this is excellent. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Love the house of black Brody King. I saw him wrestle live once at the King of the Indies tournament. Uh, I thought, like, wow, I, I was intrigued by him back then. And uh, I'm, I'm more intrigued with him now, given what he's doing with uh, Malachi and, uh, and Buddy. Um, I've been on record saying. Pick that out of I, your hair. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been on record saying that I thought uh, uh, Malachi Black's entrance in AW wasn't that cool to me like it just something was missing when they added brody king i was like uh i'm still not hitting for me last night with buddy matthews added to that entrance with them all having the the little skull uh uh face mask thing that was cool with the little cloth I, i call it like a like a sheet the little sheet, you know what I'm talking about, Brandon, right? The little sheet that fell and then revealed them. The Carmela sheet, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I really enjoyed the entrance. Um, the match, it seemed like a bunch of really big dudes. Um, Buddy Matthews was always looked at as someone who was small in WWE. He looked like a big dude in an AEW ring. It just... He fit right in with because everybody else in the match was a lot bigger than him and had more tattoos too. Like it, it was just weird, but um, I thought the match was good. I uh, don't really like Penta Oscuro. Did I say that right? Let's see, I don't like. Uh, I just don't like it. Um, it's a little weird. It just the death triangle just ain't been hitting for me. I feel like if it ain't Pack that's out, it's Phoenix that's out. If it ain't Phoenix that's out, it's Penta that's out. I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, Redbeard, good to see him back in the ring. I don't know what took so long to make that happen, but good to see him back. Yeah, I really enjoyed the the stuff with Eric and Brody King quite a bit uh, something they you don't were, see in AEW too much with the big boys going at it they were big boys big oh boys big boys big boy hitting them ropes diving diving what do they call it tope suicidas tope suicida <laughs> what, was it a tope suicida 
Was it a Tope calling hello? Was it a Tope plancha? Was it a Spaceman plancha? Was it a corkscrew plancha? Okay. Wow. wow. I like yeah. the corkscrew plancha. I'm, I'm a I'm, I'm a com- I'm a commentator. I know I know movies. Okay, Mike Tanay? Okay. No. no. Oh. Oh. Never. No. Oh my bad. Okay, Not, Excalibur. No. Okay. Absolutely <laughs> not. He, he's he's racist. Okay, Zabisco. I mean, I'll take I'll take I'll take a Larry Zabisco. Uh, okay. I'll take a Zabisco. I'll take a I'll take a I'll take a Matt Striker. Matt Striker. Okay, you're going the wrong direction. Mike Adamley. Oh, I don't, I don't <laughs> know about that. You know, I was asked. Somebody asked me if I could call a match with somebody. Who would I call with? And do you know who my dream? You know who you know who you know who I picked? Vince McMahon. Yes, yes, actually, yes, I did. <laughs> I did, I did. I'm like, if I could call the match with Vince, that'd be great. But realistically, I'm looking at it like, if I could get like, if I could call with like a Matt Striker, that'd be cool for me. I was I was a fan of his work when he was, he was calling SmackDown in like 2010, and when he was calling the late ECW revival, like in 09, 2010. I, I was a fan of that work. I, so I would, you're telling me there's actually a fan of Matt Striker out there? <laughs> look, I I met Matt Striker when we went to Double or Nothing. Very nice, very nice individual. Very stuff nice guy. Underrated. His, his stuff is underrated. They don't know. That team of Matt Stryker and Josh Matthews, come on, bro. They kind of carried a lot of those pay-per-views. Uh, yes, that's what I'm saying. You know? Underrated work. Underrated work. <laughs> we here to talk the main show now? I, I, I mean, I guess we, I could take the pre-show, all, talk pre-show all day. But to kick off the, the uh, AEW revolution proper, we started with Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho uh, singles grudge match. Eddie Kingston's kind of the uh, opening match specialist for these pay-per-views and the crowd gets hot. I mean, both entrances were good, you know, crowd singing Judas crowd getting behind Eddie. Uh, the match clocks in at 1340 Kingston gets the win with the old stretch plum. I mean, who had that on their bingo card, bingo card today, but uh, Kingston gets the win. Maybe a little mockingly goes for the handshake for Jericho. Jericho kind of goes for it, but then backs away. Uh, Jericho, maybe we thought this would be like a full-blown heel turn in the match. Nothing. I mean, yes, he was heelish, but nothing too obscene from him. So I think we're not done uh, with this Kingston-Jericho thing yet. But I really enjoy the match. That was a great start to the show. Jericho looks great. He looks fantastic. It's all just a revenge body, so he looks way better than Kingston. That's all it is. And I mean, he did look, he was pulling out, you know, some good lion salts and he was doing some flippy do's and he, he, he looked pretty it, good. Man. He still got it. My, my friend still has it. Yes. Yes. I love he it. Sure, he sure is posting them, them a lot of pics with that shirt off. Now he's like, yeah, what y'all say about me? Hey, he posted a pic an hour ago that uh is very, very funny given who showed up last night. Oh, yeah. You have have you seen he posted? Uh, I all, did all of them on the stage together. Yep. Yep. Apparently they're all much happier now. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good for them. Yep. Um. No fun match. Jericho doesn't shake uh, Kingston's hand, so uh, we'll we'll wait to see. Yeah, it was okay for me. <laughs> um, I got I got a lot more. For me, I I I got a lot more out of. Kingston in this match than the one he had with um who did he just recently face? Face Punk at full gear. Punk. There we go. Yeah. I almost said Darby. I don't know why I said Darby. Um, but yeah, it was good. Jericho, you know. I'm actually surprised. I'm actually surprised at the finish. 
I don't know why. And I don't know why I thought Santana and Ortiz would get involved, but they didn't. I don't know. It's a little weird. That kind of just leans into they're going to tell the story a little bit more. Uh, I was, I think, kind of looking back, maybe would have started with Moxley and Brian, maybe just because of where they ended up being on the card, because Mm -hmm. they kind of were part of like the dead portion of the, you know, right before the main event and the crowd was kind of a little bit tired. What do you guys think about that in terms of, you know, could there have been a better opening match than this one? Mm, Probably. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I think the Moxley Bryan one's just kind of it's, it's it's a similar type match, and I was yeah kind of disappointed with it a little bit, and I kind of wanted them to maybe get that hot crowd that they kind of deserved. I mean, with the story too, like when you compare the two stories, I, I get what you're saying. I, I feel like um, you could have got a lot more out of Mox and Bryan also, but hey, you know, you know, uh, then we get the six or three-way tag team match with Jurassic Express Red Dragon and the Young Bucks for the AW World Tag Dragon Tramp the the Dragon. Okay. Yes. Uh this one goes 1855 and Jurassic Express retains their titles. Uh, they told the story. The one thing I I hate about these types of matches is where you have, you know, multiple teams but only two are allowed to wrestle at the same time. But I did think they did a good job of kind of telling the story of the Young Bucks and Red Dragon working together. So it was kind of a four on two. They were, you know, tagging each other. And then it kind of fell apart as the heels don't get along, which normally happens. And at the end, Jurassic Express won on their own. It wasn't, you know, some some fluky bullshit of, you know, Red Dragon and Young Bucks fight each other and the baby faces take advantage. They, they won on their own, which I think they should have. You said 1855? Yep. That's short for a Young Bucks match. Normally they go like 35 minutes. Yeah, it's kind of kind of broken. If you go like, you know, three, six minute intervals, it was like, you know, everything's fine with Red Dragon and Young Bucks. They little dissension. And then like just the last six minutes is just a sprint of bang, 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 you know, do all your spots and uh, the finish. Jungle Boy is really coming to his own. He, he has. Yes, yeah, I mean, yes. Yes, he has. I was very uh, surprised. Uh, by Jungle Boy. I thought they were going to lose this match when they didn't. I was so surprised. And I was very happy. And Jungle Boy, man, th- that move that him and him and Luchasaurus do where he flips him into the power bomb, whatever, whatever it's I don't even know what it's called. But I like it. And I'm very impressed. And I think that match sort of woke up the tag division because it was it was put to sleep in the absence of the Young Bucks. But then again, I think is I don't know if that's a good thing. Is it is, is do, do the young bucks have to be involved for it to be a good tag team match? I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll, we we will. <laughs> uh, then we get the face the revolution ladder match with Wardlow and Keith Lee and Orange Cassidy and Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks and Christian Cage, which he was a part of the match. You might not have seen him, but he was there. So uh, I thought there was going to be a Joker in this because don't they normally do that? Like a Joker in like a the ladder match? Uh, sometimes, but sometimes, I guess this okay. just wasn't the case this time. Yeah, I, maybe I maybe that's only for the casino ladder matches. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. I, I forgot they have two different. Look, they got to get rid of the ring. They <laughs> they have like it's. It, I I can't take the you seriously holding up the ring. 
Like it's stupid. It's really it was kind of funny, but dumb the first time they did it. But now that they're going back to it again, it's like, okay, but I think we can bro, stop. They can they can hold they can hold up like a piece of paper, bro. Like, <laughs> like come on, like <laughs> they can they can hold up a clipboard and a piece of paper. Yeah, like I don't know what. Like, come on, man. It's or those box. J- it's those jabs, bro. It's those jabs that are unnecessary. Um, there were there were big there were big beefy meaty men slapping meat in this match. I didn't know this was Keith Lee's first ladder match. Uh, are we sure? That's what Mia Yim said. Okay, well maybe it is. Maybe, I, th- I could have swore he was in a ladder match in NXT. No, no, he wasn't. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, uh, Charlie congrats. kept saying he's gonna break the ladder. You know, congrats to him, uh, Christian. You know, he, he, ladder match veteran played his. They said 22nd. I'm like, I feel like he he has to have been in more ladder matches than that. He has to have been Christian, in more. Christian definitely helped book that ladder match. Oh. There was so many things in there. I'm like, I've seen this before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hobbs looked good. Shout out, shout out to the homie Hobbs. Uh, Wardlow won, which I, I think, you know, the right person won. He hasn't really done much in, in, in AEW besides being the heavy to uh, Maxwell, which Wardlow plays an integral part in that dog collar match. Later on in the night, yeah, I, I was I was happy Wardlow won. It was kind of like the start to what I have been saying that should happen for Wardlow. And as we get into the the Punk and MJF match, I'll I'll comment more on on that. But it was a good match. It was better than what I thought it would be. Um, Starks and. Um, Starks kind of disappeared in this match too, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, they did the they did the big spot of uh Wardlow pushing what Keith Lee and Hobbs like off of the stage. Starks yes. almost died at the end of the match. Took the power bomb on the ladder contraption. Yeah, that, that oh, Christian from... had to set the Christian set it up while setting up a one ladder to get to the ring, but he said, "No, I'm not going to get the ring. I'm going to set this contraption up." That was later. Wardlow who hit him with the power bomb, right? Yep. Yeah. Yikes. Awesome. It's head and everything. It's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought the match was good. Maybe a little bit. I don't know what I was exactly expecting because there's a lot of beefy boys in this match, and so they're not just going to fly all over the place. Keith Lee, I'm still hesitant. He still hasn't, like, you know, busted out, like, any super athletic things in terms of, like, high flying or speed. It's really reliant on power, which is fine. Like, if he wants to do that, it's cool, but... And I thought this would have been the perfect match because there were a lot of big guys for him to catch and, you know, not get, you know, injured and anything like that. But you just, you know, thus far as relying more heavily on the power and maybe that's for health reasons. And and hopefully he does something, you know, later or he can do something with the storyline because, you know, he hasn't even in this match. He wasn't really doing too, too much. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, then we get the uh, or no, we had Tony Schiavone on the stage introducing a signing that we all knew was happening, especially when he Tony, took, well, yeah, when he turned, he turns the the car, uh, cardboard, the clipboard, and it's a big swerve in bold print. I was like, oh, I wonder who's going to show up. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> Shane Swerve Strickland shows up and he signs his contract. Uh, very uh, swaggy, just maybe a little heelish, but uh, the house? Crap, uh, <laughs> Swerve's house. The crowd did know what what he was going to say before he even said it, which it is the smartiest of smart crowds. But that is a good sign who, that he is over. Whose house? 
Swerve's house. Yes, sir. Bro, I'm hella mad. Game related for uh, West Coast Pro sold out. I'm trying to see Swerve next month. Blood. Swerve with the three. I'm trying to see Swerve. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see the homie, man. Yo, like I've said it on the show before. When he was on the Indies, man, he was like the hottest talent. He was. He was like that that top black talent on the indies. And then he left, you know, got signed by WWE. He had, he had a decent run, man. I mean, hit row was only four months, but it was so impactful. He was the North American champion. He gets called up, gets released. And now he's back, and now he's the hottest thing on the indies again. So, hey, man, I, 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 love, I love Swerve Scott. And uh, funny thing, uh, shout out Righteous Reg from the Grab City podcast. Uh, he In that media scrum after, he, had, he asked TK some, some questions, bro. About, you know, the whole Big Swole thing. And, you know, you have Swerve Scott who just signed. And you got Keith Lee and all these other talent and representation in AEW. You know, how is he looking to change that and stuff like that? So if you can go watch that press scrum, go watch that. Brandon was crying because Punk was crying. I was definitely not crying. It's <laughs> I was not crying. There, there, were, there, were some te- there were some tears rolling down those cheeks. <clears throat> Don't get a lot. I was talking about. Hey, man, I, 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 had some, I was cutting onions, man. I had 11 o'clock at night. Hey, man, it's okay. I, I almost shed a tear when I heard Vader's going in the hall, you know? So it, it, is, it, is, it is what it is. But uh, congratulations to Swerve Scott, man. Uh, we, were, we were at that, uh, that APW show when he wrestled uh, Jake Atlas. That was like one of his last. His last, oh, yeah. his last indie shows before he went. Uh, went yeah, up. Brian was there too. No, of course, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, his first. We, I took him to his first indie show. What are you talking about? It wasn't that. As a fan, oh, he was yeah. working that show. He was yeah, working. Was. Show. Swerve was comes working. out to the Shaka Khan. That hey, hey, Tony Khan has to get the rights. He has to. I don't yeah. think he wants. I think he wants to come out to his own music now. That's okay, sure, but like, I'm trying to hear. Ain't nobody. He said he thinks it's time to move on. It's not though. It's great. It's <laughs> it so good. Maybe you do a punk thing. Have it just be like a one-off. You know, make it impactful. Maybe. Do it like do it like the first night. Do it like do it like the first night. The first night, or maybe like a big championship match. Whenever that'll happen. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But uh, like I said, congratulations to Swerve. So is he not going to be on the collective with the others? I, see. I mean, as much as I love Hit Row and I thought they were cool, I mean, Swerve doesn't need them. It's more they. Wow. Need them. I mean, am I, am I lying? Am I, I lying? See, the I three see of top, them. Top more- Dollar, he's about to be on, on a podcast this coming week. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Jobber Tears, no. Black Wrestling, no. Black <laughs> Announce Tape, no. TP. Curveballs no. and Chair Shots? No. Curveballs no. Within the Rope, no. Public enemies, yeah, that's it. That's them. That's them. Yeah, behind enemy lines. I mean, Swole, AJ, uh, AJ Francis. They've had Myron Reed. Come on, bro. Good for them. It's okay, bro. I mean, I've I've interviewed I've interviewed Ted DiBiase, so you know, yeah, you know. and Kelly That's Kelly cool. and Rakishi. Of course. Um, Starboy Charlie, his I was his first interview. He became he's become the hottest thing on in the Indies. We've had Ju- Juicy Finale, Titus Alexander, Masha Slamovich, like it, Shaw Guerrero, like it just it just keeps going. Brian Tronic, um, you haven't been. I've had Baby Huey on the show. Yeah. Friend Baby Huey, um, I saw Chemo. You know, I saw Chemo on on Friday night. That was that was Brandon's get though that one time. Totally. Yeah, yeah, the one. 
How, how's chemo? How's chemo looking these days? Uh, scattering, what's the scouting report? So he does. He the the he has a manager now. They bring out the the broom that you know that he used to ride on and unicorn uh, broom. The unicorn broom. It's there's no unicorn head. Oh, and uh, he comes out to Gangster's Paradise now. Oh, he's he's a tough boy now. He's a heel, brother. Damn. Yeah. All right, moving on. Over. We got the TBS Championship. Jade Cargill defending against Ty Conti with Anna J. And uh, Jade continues to roll six fifty. I mean, they just go out guns blazing. We got for some reason Jade kissed Ty in the first. At sound of the bell, I don't know what the hell that was, but mind games, bro. Mind games. There's nothing wrong with it. The internet had a field day, probably. Um, and Jade gets the win, shortest match on the card, six fifty. And uh, you know, it was not like you know, it's not going to be perfect by any means. But Jade, I think, continues to improve. You know, out of whatever matches she's on now, what 28, 29? 29 and zero. She's only been wrestling for a year, like legit. Not this AEW, like she's only been in the wrestling business for a year. It's crazy. And she she's their star. This match wasn't that good. It was it wasn't. But look, my point is she's the one on that ro- like one of the very few on that roster to where if I look at her, I'm like, yo, she's a star. Who is that? For her to have only been wrestling for what'd you say a year? A year, yes. I will say that she does great in making you feel like that's it, not the case. It's it's the old ECW mantra that Paul Heyman used to do. Show the show the show the uh, show the bright spots, hide the weaknesses. Yeah, and that's that's what they're doing. They're they're doing honestly a pretty good job. And she's fearless. As long she's as the match it. doesn't go over like fifteen minutes, she'll, she'll be fine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and Ty Conti's not exactly, you know, Ric Flair in the in '85. So she, help. she really did. So yeah, help. she's not she's not going to help the match. But if you put her in there with like you know Thunder Rosa or you know some of the more experienced people, I think mm-hmm. you know Jade is uh, going to do well. I mean, she's right now she's just kind of like in squash matches, kind of really. So she's AEW's bra. Oh, excuse me, she's AEW's Braun Breaker. She might be AEW's Brock Lesnar from 2002. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that. Well, I don't and, know if uh, Sterling's anything like Heyman. Yeah. He's wrestling's greatest lawyer. That's true. That's true. Oh, wait, no, David Otoga. That is wrestling's he, he greatest He has never lawyer. lost a case. Is, is he currently practicing, though? Yeah, yeah, he's still practicing. That's why he hasn't been on TV. Okay, got True it. TV. Got it. Go watch him. <laughs> exactly. Uh, then we get uh, probably the the match everyone's talking about. Maybe the the best. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, CM Punk takes on MJF in the a dog collar match. Uh, MJF comes out to cult personality, cut it, and go to his music. So uh, wasting the punk pop. But then Punk does one better. Comes out to the AFI theme. He came out to an ROH. Comes out to the basketball shorts. I, I was waiting. I wanted the basketball shorts to come out at all out. It didn't happen, but we waited. We got ROH punk back and, you know, they just they fucking just go out there and try to kill each other. 25, 45 and punk gets to win a bloody brawl. Uh, it was slow and plotting, but it also wasn't slow and plotting. I, I love this match. I thought it was fantastic. I know maybe you guys I know I'm the punk mark. So uh, talk me off of why this match 
No, I, I can't do that. You know, punk punk is my guy. You know, like I, like I've said multiple times, he's my Austin. Um, I popped. I was like, this music sounds familiar. Then I'm like, oh my god, it's ROH Punk. Well, you know, what's the shorts? When I saw the shorts, it was just it was it was it was great, man. It, it was uh, oh, if only he bleached his hair, would have been just chef's kiss. It, yeah, yeah, it would have been chef's kiss. No, but it's like he said in the the media scrum, or like somebody asked him in the media scrum, like a kind of like paying homage to himself. It was a love letter to himself. It was a love letter to Ring of Honor and a period of his time that he does hold very fondly. Um, great, great match, man. Just they they went for it. They they told they told a great story. They they brawled, brother. I liked the match. I thought it was a tad bit too much bloody. Um. I feel like there was less blood in this than Cody versus Dustin at Double or Nothing. Yes, there was. They had, you're right. There was less blood, but it was still a little too much. Too, maybe too early. I won't say too much. I think it was too early on in the match. Um, I don't have any problem with the match. I thought MJF and Punk. I also, wait, I do have a problem. I don't think the right person won. Really? I think MJF should have won this match. I also think that it's way too early for well, here. Go ahead. Here, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna disagree with the blood being too early because he had that he had that open cut from Wednesday. Okay. So if sense. you get you get tapped on that pretty pretty easily, then it's gonna gush. Okay, um, makes sense. I think MJ I think MJF should have lost because I mean they, they I don't know why they didn't mention he's been in a dog collar match before on the Indies. I don't know why they didn't mention that. But like Punky, you know, he's had multiple dog collar matches, so he's the kind of the dog, the dog collar match event. It's like he's a dog. Like, it's like if you're in a singles ladder match with Christian, then like most majority of the time Christian's going to win because he has experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that well, and uh, Wardlow putting down the dynamite dozen ring. People are saying that's the equivalent of Batista giving giving Hunter the thumbs down going into WrestleMania 22 or 21. Um. I don't know if I'd say all that. Yeah, I mean it's, it's AEW's equivalent. It's the best thing they've done yeah, in terms I, of a turn. I mean, let I mean Wardlow may think, hey, I have a shot at the TNT title. I don't need to put up with this no more. But remember, he Wardlow is not contracted by AEW, he's contracted by NJF. I feel like he, uh, okay, so that's the reason why I felt like Wardlow winning or getting that now he has the opportunity for the TNT title. Okay, cool. Now he can focus on that i felt like this was a perfect opportunity if any to kind of swerve the audience and kind of because we're all anticipating that wardlow heel turn or i'm sorry face turn but no now he's he's gonna once and for all settle it i'm with mjf i'm behind mjf he has got he has helped me get to this place kind of like a oh my god i can't believe he's siding with mjf after everything he's done to him but look, he's gotten an opportunity for the TNT Championship. Why not get MJF, someone like MJF, in your corner to make sure that you win that TNT Championship? Not like he needs it, but every you know bad big guy I'm in this situation, you know, always gets a little help. Sometimes I felt like have him win the TNT title, help MJF get to the world title, and then eventually. Wardlow gets sick of it finally after all this I time. Think, I'm sorry. I'm, I think what's going to happen is MJF's going to cost Wardlow the TNT championship. He, sure. 
he's like you like you know you need me you know mm. yada 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 then they can lead into the story of tony khan offering wardlow an official contract you know they do they do the the graphic gimmick war those officially all elite or whatever. And then honestly, we can go, we can go to the double or nothing. That could be a big match on double or nothing. You know, if, if Wardlow wins, he's free of MJF, the emancipation of Wardlow, you know, kind of like what they did with uh, JBL and Shawn Michaels years ago. You know, when Shawn beat JBL it was the emancipation of him. Do something like that. I feel like that would be leading down a path where after that, what do you do next? Wardlow will just be another big guy. That's just on the roster. And then he actually wins the TNT title. Yeah, but so then they'd be so then what Wardlow and MJF would be for the TNT title. Or would you do all that stuff in between his path to the TNT? title? Yeah, in between his path. Like I said, Wardlow has a TNT title match. MJF cost them. And then they build this feud to uh, double or nothing because that's not that far away. It's what Mm. it's what two months away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that yeah, we do that. I was wondering if maybe just that you have the TNT title match on the like have it be between Wardlow and MJF just because you know Max will be like oh you know I that's my title I own you and I said if you win you'll give it to me even though I you know rescinded on it and they can go down that road mm-hmm. uh, because I mean I picked MJF I thought MJF would win thinking they would do the title match or you know world title match with MJF and Page now mm-hmm. still could happen I, I don't like. AEW having their like number of contenders kind of lose or before they challenge for the titles. But uh, Punk did signal that he wanted the title. Someone asked him about that in the, in the press conference. He kind of, you know, didn't really answer it. So maybe they're going hangman and punk next. I don't know if that's the best idea for page, but um, I think it was the right time to turn Wardlow because I think the peak of it, like the peak peak was maybe like a couple weeks, months ago. And I think the more you kind of drag this out, the I think the more people are kind of going to get sick of it. And I mean, when he did it, it got a really big pop, which I don't know if that's more like the match was that good. If people were still behind Wardlow or they just hate MJF so much, it doesn't matter when Wardlow turns or just always going to pop for it. So um, there's a lot of different branches that can come out, come out of this match. All right. <laughs> Uh, then we got the uh, AEW Women's World Championship, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. They have a new title. They do have a new title. They did. Do they even explain it or say something? Because I was like, that's a new title. And then I was trying to hear anything. I didn't really hear them mention like, oh, that's, I wasn't, that's new. I wasn't really paying attention to the entrances. I was just like, I saw the title once Britt won. I'm like, oh, they have a new championship. Okay. Um. So... Am I one to say I like the other one better? Because like the the, the the other one, I mean, they had the smaller one, then they made it larger, and I'm like, okay, you know, that's fine, it's fine. But now it's kind of on the WWE route with like it being kind of the same size and shape of the men's title. You know, uh, I mean, the, so the they've they've crafted these designs after the old was it Mid South or Mid Atlantic Championship from back in the day. Um, I mean, the, the, the gold with the black, you know, the black, uh, globe, it does remind me of the undisputed title. You know, I, I said that, uh, so it's, it's interesting. I mean, it looks, it looks, it looks nice. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. Um, I mean, I, I like it. It's cool. It does have kind of that old classic type feel. Um, I was never like the biggest fan of the women's 
title, even, I mean, especially when it was like the super small one. And then they kind of made it bigger kind of for Brit and you know, this one's cool. I mean, I do like how, I just love how the titles are all just different compared to WWE where there's all just the plaster logo and have a different, you know, belt on it. Brian, your thoughts on the belt? The belt was okay. Um, better than the first, first one, but I'm kind of on the, I, I won the first, first one got bigger. I was like, okay, that's cool. I like the strap on it. Um, eh, we'll see. I guess it's not as shiny as the world title. No, the it's men's. not. The world title. Did they get a new one? It looks bigger. Really? Okay, so Jim Ross asked the same thing. He's like, "No, but Is that yeah, a new title." Like, look, like if you look at it, I'm like, "Did it get like restoned or did they touch? They touched it up or something?" It looks shinier. It looks shinier for they sure. Might, they might like have more just blingier. polished it or something, bro. Mm. It's a that's a beautiful. I remember. What was your thoughts when they debuted the world title at Double or Nothing, Brennan? I was like, man, that looks just like the IWGP title. <laughs> Doesn't look like that one anymore, none does it. No, that's why that's why the AW one's fucking probably the best title design wise, world title. Possibly. I mean the bullet cast title, it's um, of course, yes, yes. After that one. Yes, yes. But uh um, this I hold. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh this match <laughs> did not hit. Yeah, they're just like in a tough spot being after that CM Punk match. I mean, I think if you flipped the punk jade match and have punk and mjf go have jade and ty kind of bring the crowd down a little bit and then have the women's world title match kind of get the crowd back into it like yeah the match itself wasn't like their blood match a couple months ago but yeah they were i think they were like in a no-win situation still did a good job but i just think it was really tough for them to be in this spot this was not their best work Seventeen twenty-five o'clock's in it really oh god all right Britt Baker is not the queen city. There okay, we go. She's not on our level. She's not on the left. I just, I have yet to see a Britt Baker match other than the, the, the St. Patrick's, uh, the lights out one, which yeah. doesn't count, which doesn't count. Um, I just, I'm disappointed. It's like, it's like I said, man, uh, our Brandon has said this too. Britt's only as good as the person she's in the ring with. So if the person she's in the ring with is a Thunder Rose, and let's say Thunder Rose is having an off night, then it won't be as good. Now, I mean, like, she's not the Queen City, and given, like, Charlotte's been doing this for a very long time, but even Charlotte's early, early matches, they were still like, oh, okay, you know, from, like, back in those NXT FCW days. Yeah. But, um, you know, let's wait and see. Maybe one day Britt will get in there with the Queen City. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> and Andrade brings her across enemy lines. <laughs> Behind enemy lines. Check out the AJ Francis interview. Oh, Dave. <laughs> You're welcome, Graham. That is so funny, dude. I'll be sure to take I'll be sure to take his belt as a payment. Okay. <laughs> oh. Next up. We had John Moxley taking on Brian Danielson in a uh, just straight up regular singles match. This one goes in 20, 21 minutes. I didn't think it was that long, but apparently it's that long. And they just went back and forth. They went they, to war. Did they tweak Brian's music? It has, it has lyrics now, right? Yeah, it's been the case for a couple of weeks. I'm not a fan. It's always had lyrics. When he debuted, it just didn't. It, it They played no, the I'm, version without the lyrics. Yeah, it's always I, had lyrics. 
I like the version without the lyrics. Really? Yeah. I like, the, I like it with well, the lyrics. I, I might have to actually listen to the lyrics. I was born for greatness. I might have to actually listen to the lyrics. That, that's probably my thing. Just get the final countdown. See, we don't need that's that. This is a new Daniel Bra- or new Brian Danielson. We don't need to do that. But it's a banger. It sure, but this is maybe maybe one night when he when he's back to being a babyface and he's going he shaves his, his head and he comes out with the final countdown and he wins the title. Sure, I don't know. Sure, uh, good. You know there was blood, a uh, creative creative spot. With the uh, with the with the way John Moxley won, I thought that was interesting. And um, oh, Brian Tronic is gone. He gone. He gone gone. Uh, but I mean, Deep is your boy. What are your thoughts, man? Uh, I like this match. I need to rewatch it because I don't think I remember pretty much a lot of it. Uh, but I kind of want to re- rewatch it just to see, you know, what the how everything kind of played out. But from what I can recall, it was a, a pretty good match. Uh, yeah, you know, Moxley gets the win. They were bickering. The uh, young children were not getting along. And then the teacher had to come out to get them to like each other again. Old William Regal shows up. Big pop from the crowd. And uh, they shake hands. So uh looks like we're going to get Mox and Brian together with William Regal just kind of being their manager. Regal, whatever, Regal, coach. Regal getting some blood on him. You know, I'm like, oh, uh, I've heard people say this. Uh, he can't say blood and guts the way he said war games. It just wouldn't be right. It just doesn't hit. Or can he say Wardlow? Can you say that? Or he could say guts games. No, no. <laughs> Wardlow, blood he... games. Oh my god, blood and guts. <laughs> can, he, can he be like lights out? Or what other gimmicks do they do? Casino Battle Royale. Face of the Revolution ladder match for a future AWT and T championship. Oh, they, just go all, they just go all over with it. Really rolls off the tongue. Yeah, yeah. Does it, I mean, what? That's a, here's a question. What? I mean, they have the Casino Battle Royale and the ladder match. Are those, are those like their signature matches? And the Stadium Stampede. Well, I mean, but they're not doing that anymore. Maybe. I mean, like, what? Because I mean, WWE has so many signature matches. You just like, whoa, you know what I mean? You don't need a bunch of gimmick matches. We got the dog collar match. They're bringing that back. The lights okay. out match is there. Is there dog collar? Dog collar match. Lights out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, we get Moxley and Brian going. For- for the tag team titles, or are they just gonna do their own thing, but they're gonna be together? No idea. We have to wait and see. Well, I would hope that they would, you know, uh, do what Brian said that they should do, and you know, work with Moriarty and Garcia, and you know, all that stuff. Otherwise, why the heck did you say their name if you weren't gonna try and work with them? Gonna build that'd a be, big old that'd, stable. That'd be interesting. You know them led by. William Regal and the two veterans do the, do the, a lot of the heavy lifting. Mm. I can see that. Uh, then the penultimate match, we got the six-way or six-man tornado tag with Darby Allen, Sam Guevara, Sting, and the AHFO, Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. And this one, pretty much, it goes 13-20. Uh, 12-20 of that was outside of the ring. And this thing was just a fun, fast-paced 
just brawl stunt fest type thing. We get Sting jumping off the whatever you called the the corridor, the tunnel through three tables. I mean, God bless Sting. The man's north of sixty, and he's doing this. I mean, May Young was getting power bombed off of the stages at seventy seven. So what do you expect? So you're telling me he got fifteen more years of this? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. Sammy Guevara with the Spanish fly off the top of the uh, the tunnel, the entrance tunnel. Uh, butcher in the blade. Yo, the butcher looks jacked. He lo- he lost an insane amount of weight too. What are these guys doing, bro? Yo, we we we, we all need to hop on. What they doing? The butcher and the blade have come a long way. They have blades come a long way since he was Braxton Sutter in TNA. <laughs> yeah. I'm Tronston Sutter. All right, bro. All right. <laughs> and he left. What? I had to. Where did he go? Uh, um, 1320. I loved it. I thought it was fit. Great. Great. Fantastic. Brian, what do you think? I thought Jeff Hardy was coming. When they set them tables up uh, uh, in almost identical fashion as Royal Rumble 2000 in the crowd area, I was like, yeah, Jeff's going to come. He's going to hit a swan ton. But uh, no, it was <laughs> Sting. <laughs> we got a Stinger splash. Sting! <laughs> oh, man. Why does he? He, he going to keep on putting on bangers at his age in AEW just to prove everybody right kind of I guess saying I guess. That he was misused and didn't weren't you wasn't used the right way in WWE or something that's crazy man yeah Darby crazy. gets the pin on uh Matt I Completely think Jeff missed that coffin drop yeah well you know I, th- I think uh Jeff's non-compete <laughs> is up like this week so yeah. I think that's why they couldn't that, that's why I wasn't expecting Expecting Jeff to do anything, but um, I think he's he's going to be here around the corner sooner rather than later. That coffin drop, man. He missed. <laughs> he missed. <laughs> Apparently, Jeff Hardy thought or Matt Hardy thought that uh, Darby had those young legs. that can just go all the way across the, <laughs> the rink. Apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, Philip, you still there? What do you think of the match? Oh, he's gone. He's all the way gone. You just hate to see it. He's gone because oh. he 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 lost the predictions again. But then he's saying he's still the champion, even Go though ass title, up. even though the title <laughs> wasn't on the line. Man, uh, keep talking about it. I'll, I'll be right back. Oh, okay, so now he's going again. Um, I don't know what else is there to say. I mean, they just brawled around the ring, the ringside area, the crowd, the stage. Um, it was a lot of tables for Sting to go through. I, I wonder if, like, you can't, you can't practice that. Can I mean, I guess you you can practice the fall, but going through and, and if you if you overshoot it, you're falling from like even a higher area because yeah. <laughs> because the tables will tilt over and they kind of push you forward and. Right, land on your head, and so he kind of really has to you almost have to kind of land it short so you can fall through the tables. So, is the fact that that happened, would you say that that's more like, hey, okay, like AW as a whole, like Tony Khan, all right, I trust you, Sting, uh, to not hurt yourself? Like, I've seen enough, I know you can do it, I have faith in you. Like, is it that kind of thing, or 
Like, is it was that you think that was Sting's idea, or do you think Tony Khan was like, "Hey, Sting, I want you to go up there and do a splash onto these tables, Jeff Hardy style." I, th- I think at this point in Sting's career, I think he kind of picks and chooses whatever he wants, and we, I mean, right. we keep seeing that Sting is just doing. He's up for anything, mm-hmm. for better force. I mean, he hasn't gotten hurt yet, so. Man. Uh, yeah, and I think he is just kind of on that revenge tour. Just wants to show that, you know, the things in WWE, they weren't justified. And he, even at sixty, which is however what six five years later, after mm-hmm. the WrestleMania matches with Triple H and then the Seth Rollins thing, that he can he can still do it. Yeah, that sucks, man. It just sucks that on that big of a stage, uh, like WrestleMania or even in WWE as a whole, that he didn't get the opportunity to really show that he can go and I mean, obviously he did not trip match with triple H, but he didn't win, which sucked. And the match with Seth Rollins, like he got injured. And then after that, WWE was like, Oh no, we got to put you in all fame. It's time to retire. <laughs> Sammy Guevara, once again, just pulling out all the stunts. I mean, we're talking more about sting doing just a little dive when uh, Sammy is out here doing Spanish flies off the Tron and, you know, almost killed himself, but he did almost kill himself. Uh, I mean, Sammy, he's he's a fantastic wrestler. He's just so smooth. It's just the character, the promos and like that type. It just doesn't. I mean, Eddie Kingston, let's be honest, not the best wrestler in the world, but the way he carries himself and the way he gets a crowd behind him is just, you know, 10 times more than what Sammy can get the crowd behind him. Oh, absolutely. So now the match, the the match match was uh, it was it was all right, man. It uh. They've relied on a lot of the crazy spots and, and everything like that in between. And uh, I guess it helped them out in, in their favor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Main event time. Hangman Adam Page defending his AEW world title against Adam Cole. Baby, the crowd figuring out, oh, both these guys are named Adam. So let's chant, let's go, Adam. So we don't know who we're talking about. You know what's all about the boom? Uh, cr- uh crowd was pretty hot for this considering how long the show's been and what they saw goes 25 45 and adam page retains uh gets the win with the buckshot uh crowd booing hangman a little bit kind of during the match i think this was more of a adam cole type crowd yes it's in orlando so you know the nxt ties are going to be deep over there so um i did wonder you know how the crowd would respond and how hang Hangman would be considered as a champion. He gets the win. You know, they like him, but I think they just like Adam Cole more, which I think is always going to be in a tough scenario. And if you go the punk route, which they kind of hinted at, that's even more, I think, favoring the other person than your baby face top champion. This felt like a WCW main event to me. In a good way, though, like one of those good WCW main events for the title. Um and look, it, it, it was kind of like, eh, Adam Cole. <sighs> it wasn't the Adam Cole 40 minute kick at everyone's finisher match that I was thinking it was going to be. Luckily, it wasn't. They kind of contained right. themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sad that he's not able to do what he can do on the grandest stage of them all. WrestleMania. The most, Adam, the most stupendous two-night event? If Adam Cole stayed and re-signed, what would his WrestleMania match be? That's is he, is he, is he facing Pat McAfee? 
Yeah. Oh, are they doing oh, that boy. again? Hey, it Definitely. was it, it was fire. Yeah, I'd see them do it again. Oh my god, would would Adam Cole be in Austin Theory spot if he was on the main roster? No. Yes. You don't think so? Yes. No. I think he would. I think he would. <laughs> they would have had him. They would have had him in a suit with his ponytail tied tied, and he would have been in all these segments with Vince. No. Losing no. to Damian Priest and Finn Balor and you know the rest <laughs> of the, the mid-card excellence of Raw. No, he would have been on he would have been on SmackDown. He would have he would have been the Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I know these um, things. It was a good match. Um, I thought it happened a little too soon. I don't know. I I, I hate to sound like a broken record, like oh, too soon, too soon, too soon. But hey, I really I thought know. he was gonna beat him. I'm glad he didn't. I I, I kind of wanted I kind of wanted him to. Is Hangman's title reign better than Big E's? That's the big question. Well, I mean, oh. I would say yes, just because he's. I mean, it's not a high bar. But mm-hmm. I mean, the matches have been probably better. He's treated, you know, like a champion. He's main evented. He's well to the titles. You have to look. You have to look at it. Big E, the title run. The majority of the run was honestly the impact of the run was the fact that he was everywhere doing media appearances. Is mm-hmm. is Hangman Page doing that? No. No. I mean, even Big E's not the champion. He's still doing those things. No, I'm talking about like he was like you know the, the Wilder fight, you know the Breakfast Club and 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 everything like Biggie that. He was just at the Daytona 500. Okay, everybody goes to the Daytona 500, bro. <laughs> I've never been to the Daytona 500. <laughs> that like WWE superstars, you know what I mean, bro? Like they, they they'll throw random people at the Daytona 500. That that, that doesn't mean disrespecting the biggest sport, the biggest race in their sport, bro. It don't you really think that's a sport? Wow. <laughs> you really think that's a sport? Disrespecting the athletes of NASCAR. I could be a NASCAR driver. Whoa. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? You wouldn't you wouldn't crash and you know, none of that stuff. No, of course not. No. Because no. I'm different. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I could be the Scotty Pippen of NASCAR. Told you. Yeah. So you'll be pretty good, but you'll never be the best. All right, I'll be De- I'll be Dennis Rodman. <laughs> so you're just gonna be the wild boy. Of course. Okay. No. No. I'm, no. Now I gotta be Pippen. Gonna be in Vegas the night before, even though the race is over in Florida. Yeah. 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 I feel like Magic Jordan. Or no. What, what, what's the what's the bar? We're trying. To, what's the Kanye bar from Schmuckers? Mm, I, I feel like I feel like Magic Jordan. Scotty Pippen at my wedding. There we go. Yes, sir. That's it. That, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's my facts for today. Tell them to bag back. Shit, bag back. <laughs> back back, unless you want to go back to back. Ooh. Feeling like Jordan 96-97. Yes, sir. Ooh, wee. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did a great job at the Ruby Soho uh, thing last week, or... Yeah, last week. So, uh, what, what what should I sing on Thursday, guys? Uh, we did punk. Maybe we go like a country route. Get some George Strait. I'll sing Troubadour. Okay, I'll sing yeah. Troubadour. Do Dixie Chicks. No, I'm I'm, I'm singing Troubadour. Uh, it's the Chicks. Oh my bad. 
I'm, I'm seeing a troubadour. That's that's what we've decided, guys. This Thursday, I will be seeing a troubadour. Um, you know, Red Dragon come out. Uh, no, young, no young bucks. I was shocked. No young bucks. Dark Order comes out there. All 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 the shenanigans. A uh, couple of buckshot lariats and uh, Hangman Page is still the AEW Heavyweight Champion. Rightfully so. Is he is he just like the the streak ender? Is, is that is that his gimmick now? Hangman Adam Page is what WCW wanted Lex Luger to be. Really? Yeah. That's that's where you're going with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. I was so watching. Who's, who's going to be Hangman's Sting? Huh? Sting. <laughs> Okay. We didn't talk right. about the pre-show is Kenny Omega's music hits. Then oh. Don Callis comes out. He cuts a promo putting over Kenny. So uh, where's Kenny? Where he's uh, they, you know, introduced him, quote unquote, back into the universe. So that means he must be around the corner, right? Mm-hmm. Young he's Bucks hiding. didn't hiding. Young Bucks didn't come out to help out Cole. It was just Red Dragon. So maybe, you know, continuing some sort of six man, either with Kenny or with Paige. Who knows? That'd be fun for uh, Double or Nothing. Kenny's first big match back. And then we eventually lead to like May to, May to, what, May to August? That uh, that one-on-one match between Kenny and uh, Adam Cole? Yep. yep. There's a long gap between Double or Nothing and All Out because it's what for well, May. They have a they have September. what fight for the fallen and fighter fest, so you know stuff can happen there. They have their premium live events on television. No, they're just they're just they're just free purviews. Yep, free free views. Like there's a free purview coming on tomorrow night NXT Roadblock. Check it out. It's Can't wait. Amazing. I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much. Overall grade of AEW Revolution 2022. Brian Tronic. Is this a letter grade or a number? It's it's a letter. We don't do numbers. Oh, okay. I'll give it a B plus. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Brandon Tanguma. Loved it. Uh, a minus. Well, Philip's going to give it an A for Antoine. Thank you guys very much for tuning in for AEW Revolution as the dogs are barking in the background. Uh, that's been Philip for Brian. I'm Brandon. Uh, we'll see you on Thursday. We'll talk about the fallout on Dynamite, uh, Raw, SmackDown, uh, Vader going to the Hall of Fame, and everything that happens until Thursday. So, so take care, guys. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. We have to go. Sorry.